Welcome to the Sensory Change Podcast, where we learn to think differently as a community supporting sensory kids at all levels. We share all sensory matters through discussions and interviews with experts in the field to get practical ideas and simple strategies to implement in day-to-day life. Here is your host and author of Against the Odds, Dana Latter. I'm very excited to have Lauren with me today. Lauren is the creator of Mini Mindfuls, a mindfulness course designed for the whole family. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Dana. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to have you here. So, Lauren, how did it all start? What made you develop this program? So, at Mini Mindfuls, we have actually been in business for about two and a half years. We started with monthly subscription boxes that incorporated play products along with mindfulness practices, all introduced through our mindful mates. And we were going along that journey and really enjoying it. And when COVID hit, we made the decision to put a pause on our subscription boxes. And it actually gave me the time and space to develop what we're doing now, which is our complete toolkit, which is our 12-week digital program for families across the globe. And what we found when we were developing this toolkit was families are more in need now than ever for a solution that helps them to bring mindfulness and calm and peace and harmony into their homes. So we're very thrilled and excited to have been given the opportunity to slow ourselves down a bit and create this toolkit to actually provide families with tools um, to help them bring peace into the home. Uh-huh. And the concept of mindful plays in the core of your program, but what is it exactly and how can it help reconnecting with your child? Well, what we, what we do know is, and we believe heavily at Mini Mindfuls, is that play prepares young brains for life. So we believe that when we take a play-focused approach to learning anything new, whether that be something cognitively or um, something like mindfulness, we know that if we incorporate play with young children, it's how they will be able to relax into the process and find the focus to embrace the concept. So we have play has been at the core of, of what we've done from day one. Um, we're just doing it in a little bit of a different way now with the toolkit. Um, but what we're finding is that it allows it allows children and families together to really step into mindfulness in a really fun and engaging way, almost without even realizing that they're practicing mindfulness. Um, it kind of helps nurture their well-being and create positive memories and then they come out of those sessions of play and realize ah <laughs> what a lovely mindful moment we've just had so we try and keep play at the at the core of everything we do and in your view what is mindfulness so mindfulness for me is has always been being completely present to experience the magic in every moment I'm, I'm a big believer that whether moments contain sadness or difficulty or complete joy there is magic in the present moment and when we allow ourselves to fully unlock and be in that present moment that is where the space comes for joy and self-awareness and self-regulation so for me mindfulness is is just quite simply just 
being present in the moment for the magic within that moment. And we mentioned emotional regulation and can you speak a little bit about the connection between mindfulness and emotional regulation and cognitive performance? Yeah, of course. So I like to look at this um, in sort of a, a, a flow, I guess a flow chart in a way of flow. So I look at it as mindfulness and meditation and even just simple breath work practices. For me, that sort of sits right at the top. And when we practice even just a very casual breath work practice, there are so many emerging studies that support the fact that it absolutely activates the parasympathetic nervous system. So we have our sympathetic nervous system, which um, engage stress, um, fight or flight, it increases cortisol, our heart rate, our blood pressure, stress and worry and anxiety. And that's the same for children and adults alike. But we also have our parasympathetic nervous system. And when that's engaged or activated, we know that that decreases that fight or flight mode. We know that it decreases stress and can almost bring you back to a place of resting or at least near resting mindset. So we know that when we're doing even slight breathwork practices, anywhere from that all the way into full mindfulness meditation, we are allowing ourselves to activate that parasympathetic nervous system. And then once we've done that, it allows us to bring in the elements of emotional regulation and cognitive development. Um, it sort of gives us, I like to think it gives us space to embrace. So for me, once we are doing breathwork practices and we're activating that parasympathetic nervous system, we then have the space to embrace our own emotional regulation, our self-regulation, our cognitive development, because we're giving our minds the space to bring self-awareness into the picture and focus into the picture so that we can start to identify, actually, this is how I'm feeling. This is where I'm at. And because I'm feeling this way, this is what I need. And that's where self-regulation comes into play. And then in terms of cognitive development, it, it has such an incredible impact on giving your mind space to take on whatever it is that you're working to grasp. Uh -huh. And do you have any tips for families on the autistic spectrum, for example, when the child is defiant and doesn't want to, to participate in a breathing exercise? Mm, it is. That is one of the conversations that I have on a very regular basis with so many of my families. And it's, it's one of those things that um, there are families with children who, let's say, are on the spectrum. And then I speak to families on a daily basis where their children aren't necessarily on the spectrum at all, but they still struggle to calm themselves for long enough to embrace a breathing practice. So the one thing that I always, always say to the parents that I speak to is nobody knows your child better than you do. So, and for me, it always goes back to flow. So as a parent, because you know your child better than anyone, you are able to find the areas of flow in their life. You are able to identify when they are in a space of positive flow and maybe positive energy or quiet, calm energy, when they could take on something like a mindfulness practice or breathing practice. My advice is always, you know your child, don't force it. Don't even, even if 
a mindfulness practice at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday works well for you, you're working with another human being. And that might not work well for them in that moment. Maybe it will work for them better right before bedtime at 7 p.m. Or maybe it works really well for them at 6 a.m. when they rise. And it's up to us as parents, I think, to really start to gauge, actually, where is my child at? Just because they can't articulate it doesn't mean I can't pick up on it and move in that flow with them. So, so my advice is, Continue to do the practices and build the rituals in because they do have a positive impact, but do it at your pace. Lower your expectation so that you're not setting yourself up for failure in your home and set yourself up for success in a way that you follow the flow of your child. Exactly. And um, the program for what ages is it designed for? So the complete toolkit is designed for children ages 3 to 12. And what we've done within this toolkit, because it is fully digital, we have created um, two elements within the toolkit. So we have our age brackets of 3 to 7, and then we have our continuing age of 8 to 12. And it's up to the parents at home to access whichever downloads and video guides they want to use based on either their child's chronological age or what they feel is most appropriate developmentally for their child. So when you purchase the toolkit, you actually have access to both age brackets from three until 12, but we do have our like mini, mini, mini mindfuls. We have our, our two-year-olds and our 18-month-olds who are getting into their poses and doing their breath work. And I love to see that because it just goes to show that as human beings, we all crave this ability to calm ourselves. Mm -hmm. And even at such a young age, kids can actually be doing this. Exactly. I totally agree that children learn best through play. And how do you combine play in teaching mindfulness? So at Mini Mindfuls, we love to say we, we all have very, very busy lives and we're all moving in, in um, quite fast paced directions most of the time. So at Mini Mindfuls, we like to say, take time each day to turn off and tune in. And if you can turn off and tune in to a bit of play at home with your child, and you can do that with our toolkit through our at-home activities. So each week with whichever theme you're working on, we have an at-home activity that ties into that theme. And what you're allowing yourself to do when you turn off and tune in is you're allowing yourself to cut out the distractions, to turn down the noise, and then just completely lean into each other as a family and bring that joyous sense of play into the fold. And then there you are without doing any breath work, there you are already practicing incredible mindfulness just through that play at home. Uh -huh. And uh, what is the role of the parents in the program? So our parents range. We, we have some parents that um, like to be fully involved every single step of the way, which we absolutely love at Mini Mindfuls because we always tell parents, parents, this is also your journey. This, this is your adventure to, to embrace mindfulness and start to make the shift within your home. And it only works when everyone's doing it together. Um, and for that reason, within our toolkit, we include a number of resources for the parents. So we include a weekly peaceful parent affirmation download which includes five new peaceful parent affirmations each week to help set the tone for the week ahead it helps parents um, give 
affirmational practice to fall back on when things are getting a little bit chaotic at home. They can fall back on those affirmations. And everything that we do in our toolkit, from our video guides to our um, downloads and our printables, everything is suited and designed to incorporate the parents as well. Most of my parents message me and, and they say, even when their children have gone to bed, they're still sat there maybe coloring on a, one of the mindful coloring printouts or they're getting into one of their mindful mates poses just because they know what an impact it has on them from, from their parenting journey. So in terms of involvement and supporting their children, we tell parents, get as involved as you possibly can because that's when you'll start to really see the change and the shift within your household. But we know that parents are very busy, so these activities are designed as well for children to be gently guided through. So if a parent is working and needing to get that done in that moment, that doesn't that's not to say that their children can't carry on with the activities in the toolkit. And are you planning a course just for parents? Ah, <laughs> oh, this is the third time I've been asked this question today. Um, this is, I think the universe is aligning me in a very specific way at the moment. I'm having a lot of parents ask me for one-to-one -one coaching. And it's actually, um, this is the first time I'm really discussing it in, in a public forum, it's actually something that I am seriously considering adding into my toolkit that maybe we will add in consultancy or coaching sessions um, via Zoom because I think parents would benefit greatly. Just Even just having an hour just to chat with another parent and have a bit of self-care for themselves to reconnect with themselves and come away with a positive aspect and a positive outlook on their parenting journey, I think that would be invaluable. So watch this space. <laughs> Yeah, I really think it, it's something vital, you know, we, especially when you raise the, uh, a sensory kids, you need time for yourself. You need to, to stop. You need to connect with yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it helps to connect with yourself and connect with someone where you can have that moment and go, ah, oh, me too. I'm also struggling and I'm also, this is also really hard for me. And that's okay. That's actually really normal. Um, just having that sense of community, I think, helps you to connect with yourself in a better way. So it's something I am definitely looking into. Ah, great. <laughs> and does the course include any recorded meditation? So at the moment, all of the mindfulness practices and um, meditative practices, they're all done through our guide videos. So each week we include um, these video guides that take you through the actual mindfulness practice. So you can watch it once and then you can go away and, and incorporate that practice into your daily life on your own, or you could turn that video back on every single day and be guided if you wish. It's completely up to um, families, parents, children. It's completely up to what works best for them. We start with week one, we, we start very gently taking uh, families into the first mindfulness practice. Some of our mindfulness practices include um, yoga poses. Some just include um, very calm seated breath work. Almost all of them include breath work on some level. And then as we reach week eight, nine, 10, 11, as we move on through the weeks, um, our meditation practices or our mindfulness practices, I should say, become much more meditative. 
um, because we feel at that stage in the program, children are ready um, to embrace embrace a more meditative mindfulness practice. So everything is recorded, uh, but it's through video. Uh-huh. And Lauren, how can uh, parents contact you? So we have a few ways that we can be contacted. So we have our website, which is www.mini-mindfuls.com. We are very, very active on our social media accounts, specifically our Instagram account, which is mini.mindfuls. And I'm always available on DM there. And then um, you can also get in touch with me on my email, which is connect at mini-mindfuls.com. So there's a few ways that you can that you can get in touch with me and I'm always always available I'm always so keen to speak to parents. From my experience I can say that it's really shifted our balance in the family uh, to a much more positive way. Wow, I do you know what that is so heartwarming to hear um, because that is we're so mission-led at Mini Mindfuls and when we see and hear families talking about the difference that it's bringing into their households and the thing is we're guiding but you're doing the work it's the families that are doing the work and it's what a sense of achievement and what an incredible impact to see in your in your family and in your household and we are I'm just so thrilled to be at the helm of that and I think that you know, the different animals really helps, you know, to, to connect to meditation, to connect to your well-being. Absolutely. I think our mindful mates, I mean, I always say I, I love what I do and I love, I love um, running mini mindfuls, but our mindful mates are absolutely the hero of this business yeah. and this mission. And I think, I think you're right. I think having that visual cue for children is so powerful and it helps. I know in, in the case of my son, he's only three and a half, but if he sees the alligator with awareness or if he sees the mindful monkey, he is straight into that mindfulness practice because he has seen the mindful mate and it just cues him beautifully. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lauren. I really enjoyed talking to you. Oh, thank you, Dana. It's, I can't tell you what a pleasure it's been to be invited to come and chat to you. And I, yeah, I've just enjoyed it so, so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Sensory Change podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe.